0: Sitting back, relaxing, and talking sports with the guys. Hey, we're just men doing manly things. Light up a cigar and have a brew with the starting lineups, Tyler Ivins and Eric K. For the next 60 minutes, it's the Gentleman's Hour podcast on the Sports Animal.
1: Welcome back into the Gentleman's Hour podcast. Sports Radio, WNML.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Eric Kane, along with Tyler Ivins, and Mr. John Stancil, as always, here on a gorgeous Friday afternoon downtown in the Old City. Barley's Tap Room and Grill. Come on out here to Barley's. And I just had a uh, nice mushroom burger here for lunch because I was a little hungry. So come on down here and get some food. Live band here this afternoon. Of course, anything you want on tap and pool tables upstairs. So a good time here at Barley's, gentlemen. How's everything going? Been a couple weeks. You know, it's the busy season officially, but uh, glad it's finally here.
0: Dad, you just pretty much said it right there. I'm glad to be back, man. I've missed doing the podcast. I'm glad we had an opportunity to finally get together on a Friday. Whatever day of the week it might be. Another gorgeous day, though. That's one thing that we can always bank on. Busy season, silly season, however you title it, it is that time. We're 15 days away until it's football time in Tennessee. Trying to find out who the ones, the twos, the depth charts. It's here. Even though football hasn't begun. It's here. I mean, one week from tomorrow, they're going to be playing two football games. Arizona, Hawaii, Florida, Miami. So, if you say it's not here, blink, and it'll be here.
1: John, if I ask you, uh, college football season begins next Saturday. The University of Florida will be playing blank team. Would you have been able to get it before you just heard Tyler say it? Oh,
0: no. No, no not really? At
1: not at all. Will and I gave Continue. Tyler a, l- a little, Continue. Little, little bit I of grief. This. A little bit of grief this morning during the game because his questions were so easy. Well, you're a baseball guy, so you'll definitely get this. Hey, a player hit. You'll still get. This? A player hit uh, 40 home runs last night. His 40th home run for uh, the Los Angeles Angels. Can you name that player?
0: Well, it could have been a guy <laughs> named after a fish. It could have
1: been. Could have been. Could have been. I mean, goodness it's no, uh, funny. He, Gerald
0: Bass hasn't been there in years. So I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
1: His questions are either super hard or so easy. And so will and I have the most of the I like to call bit. that Baby Bear's Porridge where I come from.
0: I just can't find the one yeah, that's just that right. Up
1: too. That's good. But, hey, uh forgot his name. Persevered and still won. The guy that uh, Will Sean. had this morning. Sean. Yeah, Sean and Alex.
0: But, yes, it is but a fortnight until the Tennessee Volunteers engage in gridiron action. Did yeah, a little,
1: little little, pigskin action. Uh, camp rolls on. Scrimmage number two will be tomorrow, Saturday, August the 17th. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt will address the media shortly thereafter, but, you know, camp started last Thursday officially, and they've been at it just about every single day since. They had two days off during the span, but... um a lot of question marks around. Obviously, you know we're going to get to the nitty gritty of our show here in a minute, which is the uh, the players' draft. Going to continue on, but your thoughts Tyler overall for camp so far for Tennessee football. Some highlights, some some uh, low lights if you want to call it that. Uh, what have you taken away
0: so far? The first thirteen days or so. You know it's a sh- it's it's tough to get a read on Jeremy Pruitt, and it always will be because well, Jeremy he isn't going to give you anything he doesn't want you to have. You take away from the press conference he had Monday recapping, beg your pardon, Tuesday, recapping Sunday's scrimmage. And he said besides the quarterback, he doesn't know if there's any starters on this football team, or at least he hasn't found them yet. Now, wanting more out of his players, the C word that comes out often around this time, consistency always shines and gets put under a microscope. If I'm Jeremy Pruitt right now, I'm sure you probably have an idea on who 50 to 55% of your team is right now. Where you're going to put them depth chart wise, what tier you have them in. I think your main concern right now is finding somebody to help stop the run on your defensive line. I don't think it should be questioned that, you know, or confused that Emmett Gooden, perhaps maybe, even though he was experienced, you weren't losing an All American there. But anytime injuries occur, I mean, listen to what's going on right now with Balin Buchanan get some of the ideas that are happening with the nicks and bruises that you're getting on the offensive line and people that you can find a consistent five. To me, it's just that word, simple, consistency. If somebody can emerge as a guy that you can depend on both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, I think Tennessee's going to be in good shape this year. It's just, A, can they avoid the injury bug, and, B, can they play to a level where Jeremy Pruitt will allow them to stay on the football field. At Tyler Robbins on Twitter, at underscore Kaner,
1: and at John underscore Stancil. That's how you can find us on the social medias, Twitter,
0: all those guys, all of us guys. It's a weird phrasing. Active on Facebook. And social media was a male, all those guys. I even have a Tumblr. I haven't deleted it yet. You have a Tumblr? I had a Tumblr. Really? I, I guess I have a Tumblr. It's active. It's not been deleted, so I have a Tumblr, yes.
1: I got a MySpace phone out there, and I got on it like three years ago. <laughs> it's still out there. It's still out there. That's funny. I think I had like a top 16... Eight, we just wasn't cutting it.
0: Fifteen of them are all women, and the one number one's his mom. So, at least, let's go ahead and be No, it's
1: probably like like 14 women, and then two, two of my,
0: my boys. There you go. Hashtag, boys and women.
1: Hashtag gentleman's hour before I knew what it was. Uh, but you're right. I mean, consistency. And they're going to be searching for that. Every team is going to be searching for consistency throughout the entire season. But right now, and you hear Tracy Rocker, defensive line coach, talk yesterday to the media saying, good days, bad days. I like what I see. I like the... The effort, I like, um, you know, these guys are good enough to get it done. It's just they don't know what to do right now. You know, in that same press conference you referenced a minute ago, Jeremy Pruitt said it's like driving down Kingston Pike with your eyes closed. That's how these defensive linemen are right now like because that. none of them have played. A couple of them are first-year guys via transfer and or a true freshmen, and they just don't know how to play right now. And, you know, Tracy Walker also made a good point. You know, when you don't know what to do, it's like you're not going full speed. Not that you're not going full speed because you, you're not giving good effort. You just, if you don't know what to do, it's hard to go full speed, and that's how a lot of these guys are right now. So, I mean, it's no surprise that the main storylines of camp so far have been who's going to play on the defensive line, who's going to play on the offensive line. You know, Wanya Morris, Darnell Wright, that's all you heard about all off season. You know, Wanya Morris is right, primarily with the first teams at, at left tackle, a little bit at left guard. Jonah Wright has been a mainstay at right tackle on the second team so far. Um, Brandon Kennedy's back. Who else though? I mean, literally, who else? There's been different combinations of of all these guys, uh, you know, throughout camp, and a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, but hadn't been good football, you know. So I mean, it's kind of taken with a grain of salt. You have guys that have you know gone through the trials and tribulations of SEC play. It wasn't good though, so we'll have to see if a year. Makes any difference. Craig Fitzgerald in the staff. You can tell the work they put in. I mean, this team—that's uh, what I tell everybody when I when I do a hit or like we're just out and talking. They're saying you've been at practice every day. What's one of the biggest takeaways? This team's bigger, and I mean, it's
0: been through hard work in the weight room. Size matters, especially in the SEC. Right, ladies. One thing I've always learned about the Southeastern Conference—it's simple. If you want to be a good team, have a great running game, or have a good great defense you want to be an amazing team you want to be a championship caliber team in the sec have both it starts there with size you can start with ty chandler finesse in the backfield he can also show that he can truck but you also have again here i go using the cliches that i try to avoid you have thunder and lightning you got tim jordan who showed us in a west virginia game he can lower a shoulder pad and a helmet and he can take somebody out Eric Gray. There are some people who are not in camp, or are not on the bandwagon of Eric Gray. Others who are leaving that as an incomplete, waiting to be seen. Defensive side of the football. J.J. Peterson. Is he healthy? Is he also got the size? Can the guy also show that he can keep it in between the lane and actually maybe not cheat, fire out a gap, and then get drawn in on a play action? Quavarius Crouch, Will Ignat, Shannon Reed. Daniel Batuli, I can go through the linebackers and the ends all I want. The guys who have the size, the guys who can get to the quarterback or the guys who can make plays, that's who Jeremy Pruitt wants, guys who can hold on to the football, not turn it over, and guys who can stop the ball carrier and create turnovers.
1: You brought up J.J. Peterson, and, you know, it's our jobs to be critical. It's our jobs to evaluate and to analyze. I still am a little uncomfortable doing it sometimes with young players, um, but it is what it is. You know, everyone was on J.J. Peterson watch last year. First of all, the red flag should have been, oh, he's not done with school? Hmm, interesting. So, you know, finish up classes, finishing up classes, getting in here at the very end of camp on game week, overweight, not ready to roll. He gets injured. He was injured some in spring as well. He was held out of full contact until very recently in camp. And so what I've seen from J.J. Peterson so far, and I'm just telling you, like I'm not trying to, like, you know, just clown on the guy, but I'm not impressed at all has no effort. He's going through the motions. Um, he does a lot of things wrong, and that's not saying he can't turn it around. I, I don't know him, but from what I've observed, I mean, you talk. And I play too, so I can tell when guys, no one wants to be out practicing full padded pack, uh, football in 95-degree heat. I get that. But, I mean, he's literally just going through the motions. And for Tennessee fans, when that bar was set so high, sky high, he'll never reach it. But can you work him into the fold to be a depth guy, a guy that can come in and play 10, 15 snaps a game? That's what Jeremy Pruitt's trying to get out of him and a lot of these players. Um, you need about seven or eight defensive linemen that you feel good about. You need
0: somebody who will be a freight train. You need somebody well, who I can't will I hear just, you. You need somebody who will hit the line of scrimmage and sound like a loud just steam engine just toot-tooting all the way into the quarterback. Well, let me play that sound effect. Yeah, right. Yeah, Here's what – look, nobody should never give maximum effort or never not give maximum effort. Agreed. But if you look at this team where there are coaches begging somebody to impress them to take a spot, how are you in this circumstance right now not busting your ass practice and scrimmage in and out to be like, notice me, notice me, notice
1: me? Especially when a true freshman – that is coming in and doing exactly what everyone thought you were going to do last year. in Henry Tootuo. by the way, that is the correct way to pronounce. to tooo, to Zach Stipe put out a uh, a uh, video on social media this morning. But anyway, um, I knew that already. But you know, everyone. What Henry Tootoo is doing right now in camp is what everyone thought JJ Peterson would do last year. Coaches can't say a bad word about him. I mean, he and I. I mean, I hate describing it like this, but I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm scaling him out. I'm checking him out. I'm like, God, that's a big guy. His legs, his thighs are humongous. This kid's 18 years old. This guy is humongous. He's quick. He's smart. Uh, he does you know, the, what I get. The, what we've got to see him do so far. I mean, he's looked so smooth in the bag drills. And so he's going to come in and play a lot, but especially when a guy like Henry Toto is coming in and kicking butt and you're still, I mean, I, that's when I'd be like, okay, I see you. Let me let me try to raise my game and get back sure. to where I need to be. And so far I haven't seen that. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it changes because, you know, he was a four-star. He was the crown jewel for Jeremy Pruitt's first class. Flipped him on, uh, you know, kept him away from Alabama on National Signing Day. But um, a lot of storylines so far throughout camp. You mentioned Bailey Buchanan, and, and uh, a lot of Tennessee fans hate him. <laughs> he gets exposed sometimes in the secondary, but it's an upperclassman, played a lot of football, can play corner, can play safety, can play star. You know, and he's a leader on this team. And when it comes out that he has a narrowing of the spine. Gentlemen, I don't know what that means. I know it doesn't sound good. Um,
0: but what, what what part of the body did you just bring up? Spine. I'm not trying to yeah. say that there there are parts of our body that are not important because God put them in there for a reason for us to be fully active. Back and, actually, and head. Back and head. You never want to. Let's be real. Yeah, you, you start talking about the spine. You start yeah. talking about things that, like, help your motor skills and do day-to-day stuff. Yeah, I'm going to slow down and make sure I have every doctor who is in the profession telling me, here's how you get better, here's how you keep from having somebody having to feed you for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, and so I don't expect Baylor Buchanan to ever play football again. I mean, and honestly, if I'm Baylor I mean, Buchanan— Look at Ryan Shazier. It's not the same thing, but yeah. Ryan
0: Shazier had a spine injury during kickoff there in the um, the Pittsburgh for the Steelers. This guy is slowly progressing, starting to get motion back in his lower body, his fingers, his arms. This guy is working to play football again. So there's some people out there that's life and death to them, man. If I had a spine injury and God was giving me a chance day by day to improve and you know, maybe one day eventually get back to where I was before I put a chin strap on and shoulder pads, I'd thank my lucky stars and go. See, here's the thing. Thanks for every snap.
1: I, I love football, loved it. I mean, it was my entire life, all I thought about, it, all I worked towards. My priorities priorities have shifted now to like work, and so I put that same type of work ethic into that. But even at my peak of football, like if I had an injury like that, and thank God I never did, and I mean hopefully we, we never have an injury like that, just living in, in everyday life. But if I had an injury like that, and then I was blessed enough to be able to walk again, I'd say thank you so much. I'm not playing football again because I mean that's scary. That is so scary. I know it's different, but you know you mentioned Ryan say- Shazier, who's um, you know you see him everywhere going to you know going to hockey games and going back in Steelers camp and he's walking and he's getting at the Espies and all that stuff and I'm just like man if I were him if I was his family I'd be like man you are you are blessed that is awesome don't even try to play football again but it's a serious injury n- nonetheless Jordan Allen sports hernia he's going to be out a little while um, you know a couple other you know Will not missed a couple practices last week but he played in the scrimmage um, you know Tyus Fields has held out held out just a little little bit. Theo, not Theo Jackson. Trayvon Flowers was held out a little bit last week, but overall, team's pretty healthy. And of course, you know, not even bringing up Trey Smith. Honestly, well,
0: Trayvon Flowers is kind of bouncing back. Remember, he got sidelined with that knee injury last year. Yeah, and there was they were in desperate need of somebody like Missouri Week, Vandy Week. I don't know if he would have made the difference in the passing game. It'd been nice to have him out there, but getting his knee cleaned up and seeing that there's no longer uh, lingering or lasting effects to that, that's good. Just Again, we're just touching on minute, little, yeah. small little specs there.
1: How important is – you know, mention Henry Toto. Um, if you don't hear his name, you might be hearing Eric Graves, but you're hearing Warren Burrell, true freshman. Jeremy Pruitt said on Tuesday that Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson – he even said he's like, yeah, everyone thinks we're kind of good at cornerback because, you know, uh, Taylor and Thompson – well, they played last year because they were the best ones we had, saying that I'm going to play whoever's the best. Warren Burrell is turning hedge right now. If all three of those guys are on the field at the same time, because sure. I'm telling you, Bryce Thompson can play star.
0: Um, that, how important is that for the for the secondary? My first question to answer your question would be this. Better said, let me ask you a question to answer your question. Let's say Balaam Buchanan is missed for some time. And, again, we're talking about a spine here. We've got to take it very serious. There are fourteen weeks to go in a, fourteen weeks in a season. That's the twelve games plus your two bye weeks, open dates. Excuse me if I'm using the proper terminology. Can you find a way to improve the condition of your spine in short of four months? See, that's what I'm thinking. I say no. So immediately, here's what I ask: Let's assume right now, you and I just spitballing here, that he's going to be out for the year, Balin Buchanan. Yeah. Who do you move to the star position? You already brought up Turner. T- excuse me, Elante Taylor. You've already brought up Bryce Thompson. We're talking about Warren Burrell here about potentially shining somewhere. I want to take them off the table and say if it's not broke, don't fix it. If I limited your options to the star position to Sean Shamberger and Nigel Warrior, who would you take? Shamberger. Why not? But by answering that, either tell me why Shamberger or tell me why not Warrior. Well, you're saying if it's not broke, don't fix it, so leave...
1: Nigel Warrior, exactly. safety, and then plays Sean Schamburger there. Okay. You know, Derek Ansley and Jeremy Pru both have said, and, and Tracy Rocker said it about his defensive line, too. You know, all these guys practice every position. Now, right. Alante Taylor's not a safety. Okay. So, in the, in the, in the, you know, everyone's practicing, whether you're a safety or a cornerback, you're practicing star, that, that money position. Um, so they can all be versatile and play it. But, you know, if you're saying keep everything the way it is, then yeah, Sean Schamburger, that's another guy, a junior this year. Has played corner, has played safety, has played that spot before. Do He's like a versatility? Guy. Yeah, I love versatility. So that's what I would do. But And I think you're going to see Sean Schamberger, but I do think you're going to see a lot of Trayvon Flowers, a lot of uh, Bryce Thompson inside, uh, Jalen McCullough, a guy that really shined in the spring game. Tyus Fields will work his way in there. I mean, there's uh, Aaron Beasley. There's a number of young guys and uh, returners that have seen some time. That I think will give Derek Ansley the luxury of having a deep and and competitive backfield, defensive backfield, where they're all going to be fresh, and um, you know, kind of those working around those staples, which is your two cornerbacks from last year.
0: There are a lot of people who continue to hype up Warren Burrell. Are you one of those people hyping up Warren Burrell?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Watching him do one on ones, uh, you know, matched up against Marquez Callaway, matched up against Juwan Jennings, holding his own. He's very quick And (laughs) cornerback. It's. You know, if you play football, it's kind of the – it's it's kind of, and if you watch Hard Knocks, you'll understand what I'm saying. You know, kind of the uh, the inside joke is, ah, oh, well, they're a defensive back and kind of roll your eyes. You know, when when we had um, Son of a Gun, our boy, forgetting his name right now. Brian Randolph? When we had Brian Randolph on the show last summer, and I was always, ah, oh, you're a defensive back. You know, we kind of had that inside joke. You know, they're very confident. They're very loud, obnoxious, and all that stuff. Uh, and you saw that with, with Jorner and uh, Abrams on Hard Knocks this past week.
0: But – Um, Here's the thing about Abrams. I'm already getting annoyed with the Mississippi State product because he's very vocal. There's a reason why he's a first-round talent. Oh, absolutely. And I watched him consistently every week watching Mississippi State football just because I kept up with everybody. I wouldn't want to catch a pass across the middle and have him come at me the thing about them, I mean, there's just some guys, man, they lay hits, and you watch for him every time you're on the field, and he's one of those guys. These
1: defensive backs are super confident, and that's a big part of their game. And so, I mean, you know, Deion Deion Sanders might be the best to ever do it, but you know what I'm
0: saying, like just the confidence. And so, Warren is a confident guy. Look, you're talking to somebody, to me, it's it's 90% physical, 10% mental. For me, I would say it's probably twenty five percent mental. I mean you gotta have the skill set to hang with some of those receivers, but if you can get in their head and make them believe that no matter how I beat you on the line of scrimmage, you're still gonna catch up to me and keep that ball out of my hands. Listen I, I think mental I think mental is a lot of things in life. I am a big Oh, absolutely. I'm a big
1: podcaster. It's it's really grown into not only something that I do and I've started and everything, but I mean I it's a hobby. When I'm outside of work, I'm I'm constantly just taking in different podcasts. I enjoy them. One that I was trying to take it in that you know it's it's not all sports, but it's done by professional athletes. Is busting with the boys, Taylor Luwan right. and Will Compton. They had Jalen Ramsey on. Excuse me. They had Jalen Ramsey on a couple weeks ago, and if you remember the last time Tennessee and Jacksonville squared off, Luwan and Ramsey got in a fight on the field. That was hilarious. And so you bring him on. They comes on this to this bus, and the first thing Taylor Luwan says is, "Why the." are you to this podcast yeah <laughs> and it's so funny but anyway you get in there and it's really good i encourage you to go listen to it when you're not listening to all of our products um he's a he, guy in college jalen ramsey would slide into he would like say say he was going up you know des brian for instance just just okay. you know picking out he would slide into des's girlfriend's instagram dms and say what up girl you want to meet up after the game and just do all that stuff knowing that a she would tell said receiver or b he wouldn't know anything about it, and so he would just chirp all game, all game. He said that he stopped doing that when he got in the NFL because you know some guys would kill for their wives and everything, which is probably smart. But just stuff like that. I mean, just it's it's hilarious. It's all confidence. it's not
0: fair for me to even compare this because we're talking about a college level and we're talking about mental. But I knew in in high school playing baseball that I wasn't the I didn't hit the ball the farthest, I didn't throw the hardest, so I had to find an aspect of my game that nobody else could. And God have mercy on your soul. While I was warming up, if I found out what your mother or sister's name was, that was just kind of my thing—drawing tic-tac-toe boards in the yeah. in the uh, in the batter's box. Anything I can get your attention off focusing on what my guy was throwing. We could have been throwing in. and I'm not going to throw names out there pitchers-wise because I don't want to make it seem like it didn't matter if we had our one, our, our Friday night number one guy or if we had our junker ball out there. Guess what? That junker ball looked like that breaking ball rolled off a coffee table because I was doing whatever it took to keep you from focusing. You're over here trying to have a conversation with me as we're locking eyes right now, but if I can do whatever it takes to make you not pay attention and get you off your game just a slight – to play then, the game. Then I've won. Yeah, see? <laughs> Every day it's a mental with you. But that's what I'm saying. That's the he's got of me the last say, two sure. days.
1: I've been very this morning. I was just not paying attention. I he was he's honest. He was literally for once he was saying something. I was really intrigued and engaged in what he was saying. And I was just, and then he said it and
0: I, yeah, it's a little slow. But yeah, anyway, get a
1: lower in and then pull the trigger. Yeah. Usually it doesn't get me, but no, it's, um, yeah, it's all mental. It's, it's physical. Again, don't hear, you know, you have to have athletic ability. You have to have a strong work ethic, but it's very much mental. So you know, Tennessee's got a lot of players. I mean, there's so many questions surrounding it. You know, I guess outside of the offensive line, the defensive line, what is your biggest – by the way, uh, before I forget, talking about guys that have had strong camps, Daniel Batuli, Marcus Tatum has had a really good camp, up to 320 pounds. I think he
0: needs to be the starting right tackle.
1: He's your starting right tackle day one. They're going to push for drawn out right as they should because, dude, is an unbelievable good. talent. Good. Let a
0: freshman know. Hey, you want this? Come get it from me.
1: Marcus Tatum has improved his game, and I'm excited to see him play.
0: Just for the sake of you bringing it up, in my opinion, if you're going to go left or right, I really hope that they can find a place for Ryan Johnson. But it seems right now that you're going to go left tackle, Wanye Morris, right tackle Tatum, your center's Brandon Kennedy. I don't know if K. Ron Calvert works his way in there. I don't know if Jerome Carvin works his way in there. But you got to find out who that guy is at the guard position. And as they say, you can hide one guy. You can't hide two. Those two guys you mentioned, along with Jameer
1: Johnson, who's also read both left tackle, left guard, and Riley Locklear, all four have been rotating pretty consistently here who's the this guards? week.
0: Just right now, who are the guards? Who's starting Georgia State guards?
1: Kyron Calvert, has, uh, he took every first-team rep. Calvert's a right guard. He hasn't taken, uh, he hasn't taken uh, as many since, but I, th- I think he's your right guard. If it were me, I don't know why you would Who's it going to be?
0: Tell me who's it going to be and tell me if it was you. If you're Will Friend and you got the last call. If it's call. Will
1: Friend, Jameer Johnson, left guard, what I think they'll do is probably... Just say it. Carvin. Yep. Which I'm fine with.
0: Carvin and Calvert. And That's exactly who I'm fine with. Uh, right. No offense to Riley Locklear, but... I'm a Ryan Johnson guy you know. for obvious reasons, from fundraising and things like that. He's always very... Open with the media. He's honest. Talk to Coach Pruitt about it. You know, and the, the guy's beat, intelligent too. Us, us on the beat, we
1: refer to him as the well. When you need something, you can always go to the well. Ryan Johnson will always give you
0: great stuff. And the Tennessee uh, Athletic. You know what I really program, like about we'll, Ryan Johnson, told him out there too, <laughs> is. Ryan Johnson, even though my age is probably – I mean, Johnson's, what, 22? I'm 33. You're 26, so you guys are closer to age than I am. But it'd be like, hey, Ryan, uh, hell of a game you guys had out there today. You uh, didn't allow a sack the entire first half. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, dude, don't yes, sir. I mean, come on. We're separate. No, oh, no, he
1: would say yes, sir. And he'd say, well, if you remember that drive in the second quarter where we had a false start on third down that really just went back and, and bit us in the – in in the, in the. you know.
0: guy's a machine, man. Yeah, he, he really is. He knows the Belichick Saban Pruitt way. Good for him, man. He's read that manual front to back. But we went left to right
1: there on the offensive line.
0: And I can't stress to you enough.
1: It will, it will probably not be what we said, and it will be a different combination
0: of those as well. Um, Jim Cheney wants whoever will keep Cheney, uh, keep Garen Tone off his ass. No, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the way it should be. Too.
1: What is outside the trenches? What's 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 a big concern for you? What are you looking forward to by the end of the camp? Backup quarterback battle. Yeah. Um, you know
0: what, what else? Trout's got be? the better arm, so Mauer needs to be the three in that situation. You've got your wide receivers. Immediately my question is this. What happens if Callaway or Palmer or Jawan Jennings goes down with an injury? I feel like we're hearing a lot about one, two, and three. Who's that for? And I hope, just because the times that I've gone to media availabilities, the guy has a huge smile. You can tell he's, he's, he's enjoyed his time at Tennessee. Celebrate. You could tell he's a little frustrated that he keeps going offense, defense, back to offense. I think just because of the likability I want to see Tyler Bird get an opportunity but I I think there's a reason why they keep shifting him back and forth. Tyler
1: Bird has had a really good camp. He's had a really good camp. Brandon Johnson who led to the receiving in 2017 has had a really good camp, but he's been non-existent the past two years. He's had a really good camp. Jordan Murphy, mind you, remember last year number 11 the speedster? That guy's
0: got a lot of links too.
1: Jordan Murphy is uh you know he's there. Um and and forget uh you know they moved draw Means to cornerback but Rashawn, uh, there's another freshman that came in in this class that they're high on. Keaton. Romel Keaton. Romel Keaton. Rommel Keaton there. So there is a plenty of receivers. Sure. Albeit none of them to the caliber as a top three, particularly the top one caliber. I'll
0: remember Jordan Murphy until he makes another big play. Now, granted, it was Indiana State. Yeah. It's Indiana State. Garantano threw a ball up the Indiana. Oh, wait. Indiana State was two years ago. I misspoke. Two years ago against Indiana State. That's right, right? Two years ago
1: was Indiana State, but Jordan Murphy wasn't on the team then. Wasn't no, he?
0: so I'm thinking of Jordan Murphy then. Indiana State was last year then.
1: No, it's two years ago. Promise. 2017, at home. Carlton Filsen may score a touchdown. Against right, Indiana right, State. no, I'm tr- okay, hang
0: on. Opener was against West Virginia. Then this, the, second, 2018. the 2018. In okay. 2018, the opener was West Virginia. Their second game of the year, because UTEP was in there as well. UTEP was third. Their second game of the year was... Um, are you sure it wasn't Indiana State last year? I promise. I'll look it up, though. All right. But, okay, I remember it was Jordan Murphy who made the catch. And he went up, and at the apex of his jump, he hauled it in all fingers from a Garantano corner end zone, and he got both feet down. I just thought, goodness gracious, that's a Sports Center top 10. ETSU was the second game this year. Okay. Yeah. Then it went West Virginia ETSU. Okay, you're Utah, right. Because that's yeah. when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Randy Sanders return Okay yep. Then Jordan Murphy Has a touchdown To his credit Are you sure Jordan Murphy Wasn't in that Indiana he State He might have game? been Let me check Just double check yeah, because there's a couple like, I remember the smallest most minute things he's a junior so you're probably right okay thank you Jordan Murphy his freshman year in 2017 had a hell of a catch appeared in seven games as a freshman make a look at the debut Indiana debut State, State home game.
1: opener against Indiana State he catch a touchdown he caught first pass of his career at homecoming against Southern Mississippi no so he did not make the catch against Indiana State he made his first career catch homecoming against Southern Miss
0: Do me a favor when you get a chance, because I don't want to give Jordan Murphy praise and then not give somebody else praise. I swear I thought it was Jordan Murphy. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. You get a chance, dig up the Indiana State box score. It was late in the game. Garantano um, came in late. That's how I know it was two years ago, because Dormady made the start. Garantano threw a beautiful pass to the back corner of the end zone. And whoever that receiver was who made that catch, I thought it was Jordan Murphy. And, I'm, and clearly I'm wrong if, if, if UT Sports is telling you that he made his first catch against Southern Miss in the homecoming game. But point I'm trying to get at is there are some playmakers they have at wide receiver, and there have been bright spots. Some players have shined, but, again, it goes back to the word consistency. You need some people to make better catches and better, better plays than that. All right, so go to the scoring plays.
1: Oh, was this a touchdown?
0: I thought it was a touchdown.
1: Okay. The touchdowns were as follows: Ty Chandler, ninety-one yard kickoff I return. I remember the kickoff return. Carlin I Philamy, four yard Carlin Philamy, four-yard touchdown run. Carlin Philamy, thirty-yard touchdown run. Brandon Johnson, nineteen-yard pass from Quentin Dormady. Mark West Calloway, thirty-seven-yard pass from Quentin Dormady. I thought it was Garantano
0: who threw the ball. Who I'm thinking of? Jeff George. is who you're thinking. Jeff now. George, nineteen. Yep, you're right. My bad. Yep. It was not Jordan Murphy. It was see, Jeff George. Okay.
1: It took us a little while, but now we know.
0: Now Jeff we know. George, not Jordan Murphy. Jeff,
1: Jeff George, Jeff George, Jordan ap- Murphy still fast. He's very <laughs> there fast. We go.
0: I apologize to Jordan Murphy. I bet you are going to have a hell of a catch or something similar in your hey, career. Apologize to Jeff see. George. You know he's listening. But Jeff George, I apologize to you as well. Jeez. How could I possibly forget Jeff George with the VFL? That, but it was Garantano who threw the ball. Yes, I thought Garantano had a great pass. It was even a better catch by Jeff George. Let's see here.
1: Let's while while I am on the subject here uh hold on i want to look up a little little jeff george guy well where is he jeff
0: george don't get him confused with former quarterback jeff george of the national football league
1: here we go i was on the wrong roster jeff here we go jeff george six foot six holy crap yeah i don't remember this guy at all yeah he was a redshirt senior he went to dodge city community college first iowa
0: six foot six dodge city iowa Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guy was huge. Guy what? was fast.
1: In 2013, he was at uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University. And then he How went the to hell did we go down City this wormhole. Uh, I don't know. He played. Wow. This guy's huge. Why didn't he play more?
0: Okay. The Curious Case of Jeff George. Is this where people listen to the podcast and go, uh, Butch, Butch. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I
1: mean, the dude was six six. Now he was slender, only two hundred pounds, but still. Anyway,
0: Darren Todd had a beautiful touch pass, and you were like, "Oh, that's gonna get over his head." And George went,
1: "Nope, boy, well, he's six foot six. Yeah. Like <laughs> sticking a big paw up yeah. there, moving back." So your 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 biggest uh, question mark is, you know, who would step who steps up, up okay. if there is injuries? Because See, Tennessee
0: football, we're always gonna have injuries.
1: You know, there there will be many injuries. You know, to me, receiver. Granted, you don't ever want to lose one fifteen or five. I get it. But if you have to lose one of them for a little bit, I mean, I feel pretty good about who's stepping in. But, again, that you, you can't replace Mark West Galloway. Uh, running back, I love the running back room. Um, you know, Eric Gray, so many people are high on him. This morning, we're going to get to our draft here in about five minutes. Um, Brian Rice came on during the crossover and said, I don't know why Eric Gray was not taken. I don't know why. I
0: mean, do you notice during five burning questions, he was my breakout player this year? I know.
1: But, I mean, and, and I think that he could be. But, I mean, first of all, let's pump the brakes a minute. Okay. Pump the brakes. He's never he's never ran the ball one time in college. I don't know if he would be if he was worthy enough to be a top 15 person on our draft. Um, Probably not. But but Brian was all about it. Um, but I do like, I mean, his work ethic. He's looked sharp from what little that we've seen. Now, they are all the way on the other side of the practice field. Uh, you don't get to see him much. But can kind of do a little bit of everything. Ty Chandler's going to be your feature back. Your bigger, tough yarder backs will be, well, Tim Jordan can do a little bit of everything, but Jeremy Banks. And then you've got Eric Gray. And so I'm excited to see him. Um... But my biggest question mark would be the backup quarterback spot because I don't have confidence at all in Brian Maurer or J.T. Shrout right now.
0: shroud has got the bigger arm, so there's more opening. There's more chances. But Brian Mauer has
1: more of a playmaking ability. He can create more things with his feet. Not saying that you should go in there and look to run, but with an offensive line like this, quarterback, our quarterbacks this year are going to be starting
0: to roll out a little bit more, getting them out of the have pocket. Have you seen the quarterbacks? Yeah. Does Shrout look bigger. Yeah. Shroud was a string bean when he came in from California.
1: Shroud looks bigger. Maurer is a string bean. Literally. I mean he's... that tells you all you
0: need to know about who the number two is.
1: And it and it tells you all about the strength and the conditioning staff. I mean, Shroud has to look too. like
0: he can take a hit if he ever gets playing time. Yeah. Shrout when he came in, the first photo I saw of him, J. T. Shroud looked like the whole, Hey, bend but don't break if you're a quarterback. There's no bending to him. You walk up and sneeze on him, it looked like he would he was paper mache. Let's
1: be clear here though. Um Jerry Garantano, I mean Leaps and leaps and leaps and bounds times 10 better sure, working for sure. like both of those guys. Um, Brian Maurer struggled out of the gate from what we saw. And, again, disclaimer, I know most of you guys listening right now have heard me say this already and heard other guys, we don't get to see but like 10 to 20 minutes of practice. We really don't. But we get to see more than anyone else, and, I mean, it's better than nothing. Brian Maurer struggled from what I saw the first week of camp. Throws were high. Throws were behind. His footwork was sloppy. Taking a 180, man. He's looking a whole lot better this week. I would still give the edge to Shrout though, but I you know, Chris Winky yesterday when we met with him said that you have to treat both of them like true freshmen. He said, Well I know JT shrout has been here for a year, but we're in a new system. Um so he said I uh, you know Shrout is more of a traditional quarterback, has a stronger base, stronger arm, Maurer can make more things happen. So we'll have to see but I'm very intrigued if you know Garantana's helmet pops off. You don't have a killer Chris that can come in and spell you for a quarter,
0: you know. So someone's Keller gonna have to step Chris. up. Keller Chris. Keller Chris
1: is a big old dude, man. I didn't realize how big he was until I saw him in person.
0: There's a couple of names that I've already filed away in my tenure of returning to Knoxville covering this football team. Clearly, Jeff George wasn't one of them. Uh, Keller Chris is going to be one. I'll always remember Madre London, watching Madre London. Dude, we were so we you and I were so
1: high on him. I remember when we did our show before. I guess was that Friday before the first game. Yeah, and we we're taking prop bets. You know who would have the first reception? Which, by the way, store that away for two Fridays, two weeks from now.
0: Um, and you and I both said first touchdown, Madre London. I watched. It Madre was a first year player, but I London. I watched Andre London at Michigan State when I was covering Iowa, and I remember him and LJ Scott splitting carries in that Big Ten championship game. And Mondre London, man, I watched him just truck Iowa football players, and I'm just like, man, this guy's going to be a true talent. Little did I know years later he would actually leave D'Antoni's system. And then – or Martin D'Antonio, excuse me. I always get him confused with D'Antoni, the Houston Rockets coach. Martin D'Antonio, LJ Scott was just turned into more of a back who never stayed – or who could always stay healthy. Yeah. I never thought in 100 years after watching Andre London run at Lucas Oil Stadium in the Big Ten title game that he would be in a University of Tennessee uniform as a grad transfer. So
1: Yeah, and they brought him in here to block and get be the short yardage back, and really he kind of struggled to pass protection sure. last year. And It's a new system and all that, but yeah, you're right. Uh, he came in for one year. All Andre
0: right. London completely whiffed on that blitz that just got Garantano killed in the Florida game.
1: Many, many times that Garantano got killed. Uh so a lot of question marks, camp has still, you know, got another week and a half left, and there's there's got to be some separation on both the offensive line, the defensive line. There is a whole lot of work for the Tennessee football team to do, but i got to say I do believe that they will be better than last year. I think that they'll be, be better as an offensive line. I think they'll be better depth-wise. Does that equate to eight wins? I don't know. I still think this team wins at least seven, but we'll have to see. Some defensive linemen will have to stand up. Seven and five. Let's get to the belt bowl,
0: belt boy boys. Getting to the
1: nitty-gritty Charlotte. of our
0: show. December 28th, 27th. no, nah, Saturday after Christmas. Hold out hope. Hashtag be the bloom. Let's hold out hope. God, man, I'm on this diet I really would kill for a blooming onion right now. Gentlemen's Hour Podcast, Mr. John
1: Stancil is over there laughing. Tyler Robbins, I'm Eric Kane. Google Play, Apple Podcast, Sports Radio, WNML.com. This morning on the starting lineup, you and I did a tradition like none other. Is that <laughs> what we did? Our second annual. Well, really the first time on the starting lineup our second annual morning show, Tennessee Football Player Draft. I'm telling you man, if you guys you guys are cracking on me a little bit, but I got to say like, you know, I've been here almost 2 years now and that show that you and I did last year when we did this draft was probably top 3 favorite show that I've been a part you of. You
0: guys have fun with me on the air, John Stansel. I'm a fun guy.
1: It's hard to believe, I know, but that particular day I had a lot of fun. And uh, so we did it this year. And the number five overall pick was very, very uh, puzzling from Ball Snapper, from Snapper Vol, but.
0: Snapper, I love him. Central alum, Tennessee alum. He's my guy. Bought him a beer last time I saw him. Found City guy. Huge Found City guy. Litton's huge Found guy. City guy. Um, we went through and picked the first, or we didn't. We
1: drafted as a show and as a listening base in Knoxville. Yep. We drafted the first 15. I want to finish it. So, real quick, let me run this down. Will West had the first overall pick. By the way, I got Jude on the picks. Will West, uh, the first overall pick, he took Ty Chandler. Juwan Jennings went two. Tyler had pick number three. He took Jerry Garantano. I mean, of course, when he's sitting right there. Value taken. Uh, Marquez Callaway went number four. Joe Doyle went fifth overall. Doyle rules. I went ahead and took Daryl Taylor at six. Brandy Kennedy went seven. Dominic Wood Anderson went eighth. Henry Tootua, who I'm high on, not as high as number nine. He went ninth. Tyler Bird from Frequent Caller Hitch. Ah! Went number 10, Josh, Josh Palmer went 11, Trey Smith went 12, Bryce Thompson went 13, Joel picked him, Wanya Morris went 14th, and finally Daniel Batuli went 15th overall. Tyler, uh, I'm going to get a pin here, so stall for me, stretch it out. We're going to finish this thing. We're going to go up to 32. We're going to make it like a real draft. Okay. Well,
0: if you're giving me the ability to go 16 here, there's still so much value that's on the table. And... Bless our listeners. Maybe there's a little bit of favoritism with their picks. Perhaps maybe on the spot they were just thinking of names that came to mind. I'll say this. Yes, there are some names that should not be on this list that would make the list if they were 32 deep. But at the same time, I applaud our listeners for putting some thought into it. and I made every single one of them explain why some of them, they gave more freedom with their answers than others. Some didn't have to. It was just like if you're leaving Batuli at 15, I really don't have to say anything. Batuli value 15. That being said, if I get the number 16 pick, and we're finishing this all the way to 32, if you have Bryce Thompson at 13, you got to look at his mate on the other side of the cornerbacks. Give me Elante Taylor at 16, and Elante Taylor – I don't think there are two players in college football that pro football focus loves more than Bryce Thompson and Elante Taylor. What they're able to do, slowing down offensive oppositions, they get another year in the system. If they were the best players for the position last year, can you imagine now in Derek Ansley's system, bringing a little NFL feel to it, how they're going to attempt to slow down SEC wide receivers? Tennessee's going to face some good ones. There's some All-Americans on the list that Tennessee's going to go across or face up against 12 games this year. Lante Taylor, I think, is the easy pick there at sixteen.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. Um, this is when it gets tough because there's a lot of guys we're just like, I don't know if. They're
0: there are play three well. names that I think should be coming up in the next four picks. If those three come out, then yeah, we're going to be going back and forth about some. Likes All right, and here we likes.
1: go. So on defense, you got the two corners. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take one of those names off off the blog. Let's go, Nigel Warrior. Yep, that's 17. the one of the
0: three I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, let's go, Nigel Warrior. Talking about a little oh, sugar. about killed our podcast talk about a leader of the defense. You talk about, uh, talk about a guy that, you know, when, when, when crap's not going well, he's he'll, sure. he'll get them all up and he'll let them know. And I've seen it a couple of times sure. already at this camp. Played a lot of football, very talented. A guy that I think could, you know, th- I don't. this is random, but we had the conversation last year, is there any Tennessee football player that could crack the two deep at Alabama? And everyone's like, no, other than Trey Smith. Everyone's right. like, no, no, no. And we're like, Nigel Warrior, of course. So uh, I-, I like Nigel Warrior a lot. That's why I'll take the 17.
0: Okay, now I'm trying to decide here, can I sneak both of these by? So which one do I take first and hope that you leave him hanging for me so I can get him with my next pick? Look at the defensive side of the football. Who are some of those names that possibly can possess enough talent and also playing time that he can actually be a force to be reckoned with on the defensive side of the football? I don't know if he was healthy that I would take Balin Buchanan here. But what I would do is look at who are some of those other options defensively. If you've got Taylor off the board, if you've got Batuli off the board, for me, for me, you're going to think I'm nuts. But he's got an NFL body, and I think that if he can show that he is beyond his years of youth, this might be a little bit of a stretch here. I want to take Q here. I like Quivera's Crouch right here. The reason why I'm taking Crouch here is because of the size. This team's bigger, and you already – look, this guy at one point in time was the number one overall recruit in the country. His knee gave out on him. Tennessee continued to show him love. They ended up reeling him in. And what we've learned so far with spring practice and fall practice – Crouch's knee is good to go. So if he can show at any point in time that he's got it between the years, and again, beyond his age and SEC experience, I think this guy can be a real hidden jewel for this team. You can't take, in my opinion, in my opinion and I don't watch it as much as you do, I would take Q over Toa Toa right now, but that's just Tyler speaking here. So I'll take Q if you're going to leave him there for
1: me. I think when it's all said and done, that might be the way to go right now. I would still lean towards Toa Toa. Uh, but solid pick, yeah, and uh, if you ever went to a grocery store and someone was shoplifting, that's that's the guy you want with him, with you. You won't want to see this guy chasing you down if
0: you had Cinnamon Toast Crunch in your hand. Tyler,
1: we are officially 43 minutes into this podcast and might be the biggest question mark on this team because of the unfortunate news of him at Gooden that goes down with a torn ACL. We have not had an Aubrey Solomon name mentioned yet. Will he be eligible? I don't know. Trey Smith, you don't know if he's going to play again. He went 12th overall. Aubrey Solomon, was we'll he the other one?
0: He was the third one. <laughs> I was like, I can't take Solomon here. He'll take Q. And I was like, nah, he won't mention Solomon, so I'll just take so Q here and thing. sneak him back around. You could have went Solomon. I wouldn't have took see, that's the So out I messed three. up. All right.
1: It's fine. Aubrey Solomon is a guy that, I mean, physically, he, you see, well, four or five star. I mean, he, when he's out there, he's humongous. He's quick. He's got great feet. Um, can play all the positions you need him to on the defensive line. He's better suited. in the end. Tennessee will struggle this year if they don't have him from not only on the field, but from a personnel standpoint, right. who else? This is the first defensive lineman off the board, if that tells you anything about the state of the Tennessee football team right now. Yep. Give me Aubrey Solomon. That goes 19 overall. Round it out here, who's
0: your 20th? Okay. Now, my only question I have here is, am I valuing the position way too much before I even speak? Okay. So I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to go with my gut because I overthought the whole Solomon Crouch pick there. So without overthinking this again, and because of the playmaking ability that's on the field, two receivers gone, Chandler's gone, tight end's gone. Should I go Tim Jordan here, or do I go Josh Palmer? Correct answer: You go Josh Palmer here. Josh Palmer's already off the board, bub. When did Palmer go? Eleven, right behind Tyler Bird. <laughs> that's right. I was probably still shocked that Bird went by. Yeah. Who took him? Hitch. Hitch took Bird. Okay. Then and then Jordan's off the board, right? Or I can still get Tim Jordan. Tim Jordan is available.
1: Tim Jordan, you son of a bitch! You're <laughs> That's welcome. what I was going to take You're next. You're welcome.
0: One. You're welcome.
1: Tim Jordan is a guy that Ty Chandler is going to be your feature back. Eric Gray is going to be a work in progress. Jeremy Banks is going to be your exciting short yardage guy. You hope right. he can work its way into a bigger role, but until all that stuff materializes, there's Tim Jordan to take up. He's a vulture. He's going to take up all those carries. Tim Jordan is a solid pick. Great value at 20th. I'll take him. Fantastic value. I'll take that's, that's who I was going to go with at 21. All right, so we are really getting in the nitty-gritty here. One defensive lineman's off the board. I'm going to make it two because Tennessee's going to need him to play well, especially against the run. Tracy Rocker said that he's been the standout against the run. Give me Emmett Gooden right here. Greg Emerson, excuse me. Emma I knew what you were. No, you, sorry. what's funny? You, you and I funny? both do that. I knew. I, yeah. I knew who
0: you were saying. Yeah. Shoe gang. Greg. Yep. Greg Emerson loves him some sneakers. Yep. Sneaker head. Greg. Shoe gang.
1: Why do I always? You. Did, you did it earlier this week. Why do I always mix up Greg Emerson and McGooden? I, I. Because I, those I, are
0: the two names that have constantly been brought up that have to be big this year, and you just lost good. Yeah.
1: Greg Emerson, uh, you're going to play that nose, and he's been There are three
0: guys I always mix up. Are you ready for this? One is because they're. uh, Two is because their names are similar, uh, and the third one is because of just how much they reach out. Dantoni, Dantonio, Rockets head basketball coach, Spartans head uh, head football Mm -hmm. coach. The other one, Emerson Gooden. The third one, do you know how many times I try to say Russell Wilson and I say Russell 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 Westbrook? You do it all the time, yeah. (laughs) For some it's two different sports. You should have seen when Russell Westbrook first came into the uh, league, and I'd call him former Eagles running back Brian Westbrook. Yep. It it happens. You you do this for a living, and you talk about so many sports across the board for so many hours. Eventually, players blur.
1: You're 100% right. So uh, yesterday, Andy, one one of my boys, was like, hey, I listened to your practice report. Um, You said Josh Dobbs looked good in practice today, and I was like, no, I didn't. Why would I say Josh Dobbs? that haven't been there in two years. Yeah, why, happens, would I, why would I say Dobbs? Went back and listened. Yeah, Jimmy Dobbs is out there. What the hell am I talking about?
0: It happens, dude. All
1: right, 22, your pick.
0: Do I get him now, or are you going to leave me out there for one more pick? This is why I love drafting so much. It's because it's almost like what I'm going to get into over my next three weeks of three separate you NFL You just stole my picks. So I'll probably steal yours. I know you will. So I'm thinking about I need to take him now. But real quick, if you'll allow me four extra seconds, do I take A or do I take B? I'm going to go get him right now. Give me Wanya Morris. I want Wanya Morris because I have a He's feeling.
1: Off. He went 14.
0: Okay, real quick for the sake of
1: this. I'll run down him again. One right. more time.
0: He's well, really- then I guess my options are clear on who the other one is. Then.
1: These uh, were the top 15 taken this morning okay. before Tyler and I went back over. Ty Chandler, Juwan Jennings, Jerry Garantano, Marquez Callaway, Joe Doyle, Daryl Taylor, Brandon Kennedy, Dominic Wood Anderson, Henry Tootuo, Tyler Bird, Josh Palmer, Trey Smith, Bryce Thompson, Wanya Morris, and Daniel Batuli. So those guys are off the board since Tyler and I have gone, it goes Tyler, then me, Alante Taylor, Nigel Warrior, Colvarez Crouch, Aubrey Solomon, Tim Jordan, Greg Emerson, and now you're up. This is the 2019 Tennessee football player draft. The first 15 were picked by Will, Tyler, and I, along with a bevy of callers, and now Tyler and I are finishing out the last Okay. Half.
0: All right, because I like his size he's got his knee cleaned up it looks like that this might be something that he'll be able to stick this that position we already talked about it we are both in agreement that he's going to start at right guard week one against Georgia State I'll take Karon I'll take Karon Calvert here I remember when Calvert had his knee scoped two years ago and I was sitting there thinking to myself man there goes more of that depth at the offensive line
1: I see your offensive lineman. I will raise you an offensive lineman, a guy that's not going to start all ten or all twelve games of the regular season. He won't. He'll get a take it from him. But right now, give me Marcus Tatum, a guy that has bulked up, his base is improved. Tennessee needs that upperclassman to not only play a lot of football this year, but coach up. Darnell Let me ask White. you a question:
0: If coach Richmond up. hadn't transferred out to USC, do you think he'd be the starting right tackle? Yes, Drew Richmond would be. Yep. Okay.
1: As bad as he was, but yes. Okay. Um. Was still a five star. He had unbelievable athletic ability. He just.
0: I always wondered why Ole Miss didn't have a big. Ole Miss people were kind of like, "Oh, we well, we lost him." Tennessee. It is what it is. It's those Memphis guys, man. Sometimes they just look it's like so they're funny, the man. big and nasties, and then they get on the college football field, and it's just like. You look at what? Drew
1: Richmond, and you have to be so unbelievably athletic to play left tackle at, you know, a Division One level in the SEC, in the NFL. Taylor Lewan is probably the most athletic guy on Tennessee the Tennessee Titans roster, and he's three hundred and fifteen pounds. Drew Richmond last year, you could see he was a freak of nature athletically, but like he would just whiff. He would make the wrong decision. He would step the wrong way. He would let someone go by. That was his biggest problem. He could not that he couldn't get it done. That he just literally had so many brain errors, mental errors. That
0: how many times were we sitting in the press box and he would false start? Uh, all he the did time. Did it twice yeah. in three snaps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So I do think Marcus Saden will play a big role on this team, especially early on in the season. Even in a guy that it hadn't been much. He's practiced a little bit of guard, too, not this year. Uh, Last spring practice, he practiced a little bit of guard, too. So I think before it's all said and done, Marcus Tatum is still going to be a guy that Tennessee has to rely on. We are at pick
0: number 24. Okay, here's my stretch pick because there were times last year he looked clueless on the defensive side of the football. He was put into a situation after Jonathan Kongbo tore his ACL in the Auburn game. But there's been no talk.
1: I literally was going to pick him next. You and I are on the same wavelength here. I, I, yeah. I,
0: Okay, so maybe it's not so much of a stretch as it is. We haven't heard about his position being up for grabs. Obviously, if there's a talented guy on that side of the ball that would take it from him, they would already be there. But... Sometimes I like guys who fly under the radar. I'll take DeAndre Johnson right here because I think that there's been vast improvement. You practice alongside Daryl Taylor and some of those other guys, you're going to start picking up a few things. I think this is a big opportunity for DJ to have a season out there. You get those first-team reps up against
1: Marcus Tatum, Darnell Wright, every single day in practice. Still playing SEC defense. Exactly. And it it says a lot. He didn't do a damn thing last year. He got a sack when he came in against Auburn. Auburn. But after that, he was just there. He didn't do anything. But he started and played – so much last year. that's why I hate I was- that you
0: lost Combo, but you know what? Blessing in disguise, he got SEC reps.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that was a guy that I was going to say on pure just you know, been out there before, DeAndre Johnson. All right. Going through, you know, just trying to
0: decipher who, where I may go. Okay, so week. we're on the same page right now. We're on the same Wi-Fi router. I'm thinking of a guy right now, not trying to give it to you, not going to mouth it to you because I want to see if you rip me off. I'll be 100% honest with you if you rip him from me. If you name him, I'll say you got me. I've got a guy who I'm going to take. If you don't take him, I'm going to nab him at 26. Have we mentioned him already on this podcast? On oh, this podcast? I believe uh, – I, I think we mentioned him in a group of players when we were talking about him. Like, hey, if you have this guy, this guy, or this guy.
1: Now I know who you're talking about. Did I give it away?
0: You did not. I
1: know who you're talking I'm still not going to take him, but, I mean, my gosh, we're at pick 25. All right, well, be real. Who do you think it is? The guy you're talking about, Jerry yeah. Banks. Is it, though? I am going to take Trayvon Flowers here. Was that it? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did I say about his knee? It's like, man, yeah, he's, it's if just, he, yeah. you, I don't know if he would have made a difference in the Missouri or Vandy game, but not having him out there, clearly there were people that were lost in the water.
1: Trayvon Flowers came on, and there was all this talk about Bryce Thompson and Lante Taylor, and deservedly so. Trayvon Son Flowers came on and stole headlines earlier on last season. He He's a spark plug. Sure. A, 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 a head buster from the third level. Um. If he's healthy and he's ready to go, he'll have a big role again. But yeah, man, that's who I was going to take. And I would, I, you know, Jeremy Banks. Not to give you your next pick, but that's where I thought you were going. We're at pick twenty-six. You know that guy's going to touch the football around the red zone. So uh, if you're not taking him here, that's who I'm going to we'll go ahead
0: and put Banks down for your. No, not for me. Okay, for, for your twenty-seventh pick because I twenty-six. This is a guy I've been high on since he got to camp last year. This is a guy who two years ago I misspoke. This is a guy who.
1: Oh, you have been so high on him. I have. Yeah. He was the
0: first one to have a stripe removed from his helmet. He was a guy who went out there and thumped somebody. And I'll tell you what, people are out there just like, man, he did that. He held his own against Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley probably should have had 200 yards receiving against this guy, and he slowed him down. Now, Bama blew the doors off the game in yep. Tuscaloosa. Yep. But he held him in check. And maybe they didn't. Maybe maybe Hurts wasn't going for him. Maybe they were just like, you know what, you have yours every week. Calvin Ridley, I think if you went back and asked him, hey, do you remember that showdown in Tuscaloosa when Sean Schamberger went toe to toe with you? He'd probably tell you, man, that guy played me tough. I'm just waiting for Schamberger to show, look, this is the hype that's been around me. I think Schamberger's the starter at star. I think Warren Burrell doesn't get the start. You leave the corners where they are. Sorry about Balen Buchanan. Get healthy and continue your life if football's done. I think Sean Schamberger, now that he's got this opportunity, if he plays smart, yeah. he has an opportunity. Don't overpursue, stay in your lane. Line up with your guy, and when he has touches of football, you knock the hell out of him. As Sean Schamberg can hit somebody.
1: As Hannah B would stay, stay in your lane.
0: Maybe Shamberg is a little bit of a stretch, but I think you knew where I was going as soon as I started it's describing a, him. It's a Bachelorette reference. No idea I have no idea. I've never heard of that She's show. She's a Bama girl, so who cares?
1: All right, so yeah, Sean Schamberg, I like that. Jeremy Banks, for reasons I already said, um, you know, he's going to get some work. He's going. He's going to find the, the football. His biggest thing is, can he learn not to put it on the ground? Right. Everyone's tired of hearing it. I'm sure he's tired of hearing it. Yep. Um, David Johnson, Coach Yak Johnson, now moves from yards after uh, catch, now to yards after contact. Um, he said, you know, he's just got to learn not to put the football on the ground. We can't play him if he does that. So, But I think Jeremy Banks will get some opportunities there at 27. couple of guys on the uh, defensive side of the football that are probably will round out our list. I know I'm going to take one coming up. Um, were you thinking about I'm going to say offense here. Okay, go ahead. We should
0: have technically put him down because Brian Rice wanted him at 16, but if he's still out there, I'll take him now. He's a three-time Mr. Football in the state of Tennessee. And Look, there's a lot of players who go to the next level with all the accolades from the high school days, and they never yep. pan out. I really believe that Eric Gray, I don't know if he's going to be maybe paying dividends to the same level that Brian believes he will. Mm-hmm. But I'll take Eric Gray. And he can uh,
1: he can affect the game on special teams. He'll if anything happens team.
0: to Ty Chandler, you have to have that guy out there who can make people miss and Eric Gray yep. can make people miss. I
1: agree. I agree. Man, uh, Eric Gray, 28th. Yeah. And so we go running back, running back, back to back there. Uh, 29, I'm going to go back to the defensive line. There's a couple guys. There's three guys that uh, I want to pick. And, you know, obviously they're going to be left out unless we go bam, bam, bam. Sure. I don't think we will. But the guy that I think if he – if, if he's a player, then I think he's going to be huge for Tennessee because, number one, he's humongous, and number two, he's versatile. You Give me it. the Oak Ridge wide receiver, Darrell Middleton. Yeah, you got him. 29. A guy that is is six foot seven, three 310 pounds, that really, he's he looks pretty slim because he's so tall, right. but he's quick. I mean, you can see that he was a skilled player with the ball in his hands. Um, how much contact can he, is he going to seek out? Uh, you'll need a lot there. So give me Darrell Middleton at 29. Um, Two I'm, picks left. We're at pick 30. Okay. I, I'm Three only, picks left.
0: Sorry, I, I'm only taking this guy because he's likely to be a starter on the defensive line. And I think that perhaps maybe if something was to click for him, maybe it's one of those games where he just feasts on offenses during non-conference play. And he's a guy that adds pressure that you've got to pay attention to, but he's not going to do anything. Uh, short and sweet, because I believe he'll start. Give me John Mincy. I believe John Mincy is going to be one of the ends when the season starts. So I'll take John Mincy. Again, not a sexy pick. He's there. He might be able to get to the quarterback a couple times.
1: John Mincy will play. Uh, He was held out a little bit last week, but he played in the scrimmage. He's back. Um, A guy that I think has looked great. I put a lot of videos out on my Twitter, underscore Kaner, if you want to check him out of practice. On that same note with John Mincy, give me Matthew Butler.
0: Yeah, I see I was either going to go Butler or Benson yeah, there, but they kind of go hand
1: in hand. Yeah. Uh can play in, can play tackle, can play nose if you need him to. Uh give me Matthew Butler there at 31. Tyler, you have the final pick of our 2019 Tennessee Football Player Draft at number 32.
0: Where are you going? Um I feel like since the offensive line is the is the position that a lot of people are questioning of who's going to be rotating in and out,
1: there's a guy that I want if I had another pick, I'd take on the o- You know what?
0: And you know what? You're, I know what you're saying. I know what you're going to say about this, and maybe because I'm biased because I feel like I have a relationship with him after what he did when it comes to the Special Olympics. He's the guy you go to. He's the well. He's the guy that you go to for a great quote. And I think the Tennessee – I think Tennessee, the fans know and the coaches know they can rely on him. I'm going to take him. Maybe it's Ryan a biased pick. Give me Ryan Johnson,
1: guy that plays center, can play both guards. Has played that in the past. Uh, I almost
0: thought about correct me if I'm wrong. Carvin hadn't been taken, right? Carvin is not. He's that was that yeah. was the one I was going to bounce and, back and forth with. And again,
1: with. Jameer Johnson uh, because he's versatile.
0: Jameer Johnson. We didn't take Johnson game. either, did we? No. So one of those guard guys yes. I think is – it's okay, so I could have taken either Carvin or Johnson there because the starter, mm-hmm. but I'm taking Ryan Johnson because not only can the coaches rely on him pregame, postgame, but the leadership he showed on the field. I mean, everybody wants to praise him for what he did. He'll talk about that false start on the third down in the second quarter. I would consider it a meaningful – a meaningless drive not to Ryan Johnson. Everything yeah, is yeah. next and it's play. He's a guy
1: that's played a lot of football too. So um, the thing with – real quick as we wrap it up, think what Jameer Johnson is – if things aren't going his way, you you might lose him. He he cannot control his emotions very well at all. So hopefully that'll be changed up a little bit.
0: Okay, we were very similar with a lot of our picks and the same thought. Well, we
1: you know we we uh, same Wi-Fi rider for sure. We kind of think the same way a lot of the times. Let me run through one more time, one through thirty-two. Ty Chandler, Juwan Jennings, JG, Marquez Callaway, Joe Doyle, Durrell Taylor, Brandon Kennedy, Dominic Wood, Anderson, Henry Tootuo, Tyler Burr. That's your top ten. Josh Palmer, Trey Smith, Bryce Thompson, Wanya Morris, Daniel Batuli, Alante Taylor, Nigel Warrior, Quiveris Crouch, Aubrey Solomon, Tim Jordan. That is 10 through 20. Your final 12 picks, Greg Emerson, Kyron Calbert, Marcus Tatum, DeAndre Johnson, Trayvon Flower, Sean Schamberger, Jeremy Banks, Eric Gray, Gerald Middleton, John Mincy, Matthew Butler, and Ryan
0: Johnson. I think it's pretty solid. I think we did a fantastic job. I think we
1: did too. And, again, shout out and a thank you to our listeners this morning. Man, those, that phone line lit up, dude. All. Six lines of them, man. We they were, they were once more. They did a great job. Even ball snapper, love you, man. Fountain City, uh, with the with the Joe Doyle right there at five. Had a fun time. I love doing this. That's one of my favorite shows of the year, man. And uh, hopefully there'll be some more wins between now and the next time
0: we do it, huh? Riley Loving Good's pissed off he didn't make this list. <laughs> so is Brett Samaglia. I
1: was gonna say, not, not even the place kicker,
0: gentlemen. Best it's tattoos been... on the team. Brett Samaglia, first overall pick. It
1: has been fun. It's been a while. Hopefully, with our busy schedules and football season, we'll kind of map out a consistent day to do this thing. But once football
0: season gets here and we're all on a, a, a well-oiled engine, we'll get back to our Wednesdays or whatever's best and do it. We pound and pound and pound. And you got NFL coming in. There's going to be a lot of things. To top. We just did a whole playoff. Not once bring up. Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott, Antonio Brown, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck Aaron Rodgers. Antonio Brown. I yeah. mean, a lot, of the, a lot of the things. and Seriously, man. No, seriously.
1: And the fact that the Mets spoil what could have been a sweep at the hands of
0: the Braves last night. Let's go to Kansas City this week. I almost jumped a plane to Omaha to see a couple friends. Two-and-a-half-hour drive from their front doorstep to Kauffman Stadium, and I was like, you know what? It's the Royals. You should sweep them. Should.
1: Atlanta dropped two. In Atlanta, well, Atlanta sucks. So hey, Atlanta I can't tell. What it, Whoa! I don't know what to tell you about the Atlanta Braves. Hey, we got we got to end the same. Hey, seriously, man, the Mets have been so much fun to watch lately. Seriously, winning sixteen to se- was it sixteen to seventeen?
0: Sixteen of it was fifteen. It was fifteen to seventeen. And then they dropped two, so it was. And the fact that. You, so it's 16 of 20 you're now. You're
1: seeing what that team is capable of despite all the hardships. No Jed Lowry, no Cespedes. Frazier's been hitting 230. No Cano. But no Cano, but Frazier came up with a huge hit the other night. You know, Alonzo, yeah. Jeff McNeil's going to be out of yeah, little bit. They've lost Jeff but, McNeil. I mean, team is. So
0: if you want to. back. If if well, you where's wanna, Nimmo? I'm sorry. Where's Nimmo? He starts a rehab next week. Okay. So essentially, look, I, this isn't a pity party. The Mets essentially have four of their starting eight on the DL. But kudos to some of these players who have reemerged, like you said, Conforto. Yeah. And to think there were Mets fans who wanted to leave Pete Alonso down for six additional weeks to pass the Super Two. Where would this team be without Pete Alonso? Oh yeah. He just tied the National League rookie record last night. He's one away from setting the record. Dansby Swanson. I hate I hate praising him because the guy went to Florida. But whatever, Pete <laughs> Alonso, dude, do what you do in New York. Dansby Swanson,
1: if you're listening right now, hurry up, man. We miss you. Got to get you back in the fold. John, as always, it's been a pleasure. Good seeing you again.
0: Very good to see you, man. And Tyler, well, uh, dude, I've missed John Stansel. I have too, man. No, seriously, when you were like, hey, can we podcast this? Well? I was like, I need to see John Stansel. He was like, you want me to I was like, I'll text him. Which reminds me, as soon as we stop hitting record on this podcast, uh, somebody wanted to pass along a hello and how are you doing, so I'll get to that in a second. All right. At Tyler Robbins on Twitter, at underscore caner and at John underscore Stansel. Pal.
1: Follow us on uh, the interweb, sportsradio, WML.com, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Football season is right around the corner. Scrimmage number two will take place tomorrow, Saturday, August the 17th at 2 o'clock. Jeremy Pruitt will address the media. We'll have a full reports and analysis next week on the starting lineup, 6 to 9 a.m. As always, thank you so much, and uh, have a great weekend.
0: Another Gentleman's Hour podcast is in the books with the starting lineups, Tyler Ivins and Eric Kanan. Chat with the guys on Twitter, at Tyler Ivins and at underscore Kanan. It's the Gentleman's Hour podcast on these sports animals.